Hi guys, this is your host Ola and welcome to the All Things Money podcast where I'm here to discuss all things money from budgeting, saving, investing and everything else in between. It has had a significant effect on the stock market and as a result has had a huge impact on many people's investments. Over the last few months, my investments have certainly fluctuated and I'm sure some of yours may have too. Because of this, I'm joined with Andrea and Jamie to share some top tips on how to invest during difficult economic times. But before we delve into today's discussion, disclaimer that all of the information shared in today's episode is for educational purposes and does not constitute as financial advice. Hi guys, how are you both doing today? Hi, we're very good. Thank you. Thank you for having us. You're welcome. Well, I'm very excited to have you both on as guests on the podcast today. No, we're we're happy to be here. (laughs) And obviously, I have been following you both online for a long while now. But for those who don't already know you, please introduce yourself to everyone listening. Sure. So we're Andrea and Jamie, the two chartered accountants and millennial couple behind Stocks and Savings. Uh, Stocks and Savings is a financial blog on Instagram where we help people save, invest and build wealth while enjoying life. Yes, I love it. And I love your content that you share is Honestly, very much needed, you know, like all of our personal finance. But I'm really keen to know what inspired you both to start Stocks and Savings. Well, it was actually about, I guess, two and a half, three years ago when all the lockdowns struck. Mm -hmm. So we started investing in late 2019. So we've been investing for about six months. And then we found ourselves kind of trapped in a small London flat with not a lot else to do. Mm-hmm. So we dedicated a lot of time to learning about the stock market, learning about investing. Mm-hmm. And we actually started an Instagram page to kind of document our journey. But then it became apparent that there was quite a demand out there for people you know, wanting to learn more about investing, wanting to learn more about finance in general. Yeah, And it's kind of from that that we thought, OK, well, how, you know, how can we best help people to learn about finance? How can we kind of demystify all the technical jargon around there? And yeah, two, two and a half years later, we're uh, we're here now. Yes, and you've got a huge following on Instagram and on TikTok. So just kind of share to our listeners, how many followers have you guys got combined? Sure, actually, I've <laughs> well, over the last few weeks we've like tripled our following on instagram so i haven't actually had a chance to like do the sum but i think we've got around seventy thousand yeah. on instagram around five thousand on tiktok about a thousand on youtube and yeah oh and we've got a podcast as well yeah certainly instagram isn't it that's our main yeah. our main channel yeah definitely so you guys have clearly, clearly grown very quickly, which is amazing to see. I love to see it. And obviously, I know you share amazing content online, but I'm keen to know, when did you both start your investing journeys? Sure. So for me, it was a few years back when I was doing my master's. So I did my bachelor in economics and then I did a master's in finance. So part of that, we learned about stocks, options, other things like that, mm-hmm. how to price them, you know, with really complicated mathematical formulas and whatnot. So I knew all about that, but I didn't actually picture myself investing. For me, I still thought that investing is something that a rich guy would do in a corner yeah. office. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was only a few years later that I discovered free trade, actually. So a zero commission 
fractional share investing platform that I saw that I can actually own some of the companies that I use every day, you know, from yeah. like Apple to PayPal to even HelloFresh that we use <laughs> weekly for our meals. So yeah, it, w- it was quite e- like exciting and empowering, really, mm-hmm. knowing that I can be part owner of some of the greatest companies in the world. And what about yourself, Jamie? Yeah, so I mean, I, to be honest, I started getting interested in the stock market probably when I was like 12 or 13. Oh, wow. I, I think, <laughs> but I think it was mainly as a child, like, oh my God, there's this magic machine that can make you rich. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I went to university, I did maths, learned the same overly complex formulas for you know pricing options and stuff like that and then yeah about a year and a half later I actually started investing and realized that that really is not necessary for you know 99% of people to understand yeah so similarly it was thanks to these kind of like zero commission platforms that came out I think I remember making my first investment I think sometime in December we were in Bucharest. I I can't remember where exactly, but it was all snowy, and I think about fifty quid's worth of AMD. Mm -hmm. So I guess yeah, technically that's that would be my starting point, my first investment. Yeah, it's really interesting. I love hearing people's like first ever investments because mine was actually a year or so before the pandemic and it was like 10 pounds into cryptocurrency because my mum was telling me how I should get in early and stuff like that but at the time I thought it was like this huge scam so I was too scared to put any other money in other than 10 pounds and obviously looking back I wish I put way more then but you live you live and you learn well that's the beauty that's the beauty of it right the the fact that you can start with 10 pounds or like yeah we start with 50 pounds you can start with relatively small amounts yeah in in order to get a feel for everything yeah absolutely and I think now to be honest I've had a lot of questions I think because you know the economic climate as you guys know in the UK isn't at the best so I know loads of people are kind of worried about you know should they really be taking the plunge to invest right now so I'm kind of really interested to hear your views on whether or not you think people should still consider investing Yeah, so investing is still one of the best ways to grow your wealth over time. Mm -hmm. But that's just it. It's over long periods of time. Yeah. So you're probably familiar with a famous kind of investing phrase that time in the market is a lot more important than timing the market. So what that means is that you really want to invest for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. And you want to focus on that rather than buying at the bottom or selling at the top. Yeah. So you want to make yourself like in the best possible position in order to start. And this means, do you have an emergency fund Mm -hmm. or could you gain a higher return by paying off high interest debt first? For example, credit card debt has around like 10 to 20% interest rates. So you can get a a guaranteed return by investing in those. Another... By paying off those. Oh, yeah. (laughs) By paying off those, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Too much investing. (laughs) And you really want to get to know more about investing, about yourself, what your risk tolerance is, what your appetite is. If you want a hands-on or hands-off approach, that will ensure that you're able to stay in the game for a long time and you're going to be able to benefit the most from the power of investing. 
Yeah, I mean, we've we've always had a time horizon of at least 20 years. Okay. That's just kind of like our, our approach. And if you plan to invest for 20 years, then you need to know that you're going to go through all sorts of economic cycles. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to go through booms, you're going to go through busts. It, it seems like we've gone through that all in one very short period of time over yeah. the last few years. And the stock market kind of tells the story of that. But our, our approach is simply to invest every single month regularly, you know, regardless of what the, the broader conditions are. Mm. Uh, so, you know, it, if someone's asking if now is a good time to invest or not, I mean, we can't explicitly say yes or no, yeah. but we will continue to invest a portion of our salary into the stock market every single month for the foreseeable future. Yeah, yeah. And this is, you know, and I'm glad you touched on your time horizon, because I've always said this as well. Like, I think it's really important, guys, if you're listening, that if you're looking to invest in the stock market, it isn't a get rich quick scheme. It is about, you know, taking your time with it. It is a long term commitment. It isn't something where you can just 10x your money overnight and think you're like a millionaire. Unfortunately, it just doesn't work like that. And I think that's why a lot of people are scared about putting their money in the stock market, because they're worried that, If they put, I don't know, £50 in today, then it will go down to like £45 tomorrow. So I think, again, like you said, Jamie, it's about having a time horizon that the economy works in cycles. So, you know, there'll be peaks, there'll be troughs. Unfortunately, we're probably on a trough at the moment. But hopefully, like we've seen historically, you know, the economy does tend to recover. So, yeah, I think that's really important for people to consider. Yeah, definitely, definitely. A lot of people may be scared to invest as well because a lot of what is is reported in the media it has got to do with US or UK stock market indices going down like mm-hmm. 1 or 2% but if they go up 1 or 2% you probably won't find the same volume of news yeah. or of headlines saying that that because it's kind of just expected so people have got this kind of biased view that the stock market is this machine that goes that can go down like two percent and wipe out all your money and yeah it's normal but it's it's not like that as you said over a long periods of time the economy tends to grow and so does the stock market with it yeah absolutely so I guess my next question kind of is you know if people are keen to start their investing journey how can they kind of get started Well, I think the first step is to find an investing platform. And the good thing about that is that if you know how to do online shopping, you pretty (laughs) much will know how to buy investments because you can just find a website or an app that will have stocks or funds, which are collections of stocks in there. And you can choose what to put your money in. And the beauty is that you can start from as little as one pound with some platforms, which I think is amazing. And you can start with a small amount, get comfortable with buying shares. And then, you know, as you dip your toes in the water a bit more, as you get confident, you can invest more and more. Now, Andrea, I liked how you kind of touched, like you said, if you can shop, then you can also purchase stocks and shares. And that is actually a very good analogy because a lot of people seem to really overcomplicate investing and what it actually means to invest in the stock market so guys like andrea said rightly said is that you can actually with many platforms i can invest as little as one pound now so it literally is all about you know how much you can afford and i think right now affordability is really key i guess you know everyone you know wants to touch a bit of the stock market but i think 
again, really look at your budget. How much can you afford to invest? Make sure you have that pot of savings aside. But also, if you're going to invest, make sure you can afford to leave it in the stock market untouched for a number of years. So obviously, right now, with the cost of living going up, cash is a very valuable asset to a lot of people. So I know for a fact that there'll be many people still sceptical about investing their money. How can people overcome the fear of potentially losing their money on the stock market? Yeah, I mean, that is a very common fear mm. i think that there, there are studies out there that say that you know the, the the pain of loss is i think at least double the uh the joy of gain and mm -hmm. if you've been investing for any period of time you know that's true yeah <laughs> I, re I remember back when i first started investing and another one of my first investments was uh 50 pounds in virgin galactic which was a very volatile, very speculative stock. And I remember buying it. And then within like, I don't know, a couple of hours, it went up 3%. And I was like looking at it like, oh, 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 should I sell? I don't want that to go down. Yes. And then, you know, the next day it was down 2%. And I was like, oh, no, I, I hate this. I'm, I'm losing. I mean, how much was I losing at that point? One pound? Mm -hmm. I, I hated it. Yeah. I absolutely hated it. So it, it's completely normal to feel that way. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the best things you can do in order to overcome that fear is it's all about time horizon, you know, yes. knowing that you plan to invest for 10 or 20 years. And it's also about knowing that, you know, stocks do go up and down. They are mm -hmm. volatile. Companies that have been brilliant investments, such as Amazon or Netflix, they, they've all had times where they've dropped 50, 60%. Yeah. I think Amazon, after the dot-com bubble burst, dropped 90%. Mm -hmm. And yet you would have an incredible return yes. if you had held through <laughs> that period. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, these are extreme examples, but it's just to show that even the best companies in the world, you know, if you invested in them, you would see significant losses over periods. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think another kind of way to kind of get over the fear, like I said, as well as having your time horizon fixed on at a certain point, I think it's really important to not be checking your investments every day. Like I know how easy it can be to be like, oh, like, I want to check how my investments are doing because I've seen in the news X amounts that I've seen in the news that so-and-so has happened and this has happened and blah, 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 blah. I think it's really easy to get caught in the news that you want to constantly check on how your investments are doing. But I think it's really important that if you know you're, you don't need that money, so a lot of the money I've invested, I'm not planning to touch it for like, you know, 10 years. I know that whatever's happening now isn't really going to bother me because I know I don't need the money right now. So I guess, like I said earlier, going back to affordability, it's really important that if you're going to invest, you're investing in money you don't particularly need right now. And I think that's really, really key, especially during this cost of living crisis, that you're not investing spare cash that you might need, I don't know, next year, if God forbid, you maybe lost your job or something. Yes, exactly. And I think, Jamie, you were saying about the fact that companies can be very volatile, even successful ones like mm -hmm. Amazon or Netflix. But the fact is that companies do go under sometimes and there's no way of avoiding that there will yeah. always be a little bit of risk uh, attached to investing mm -hmm. i think warren buffett has a really great quote as he does <laughs> so many but don't buy the needle in a haystack just buy the haystack so for example there are funds that track the global economy 
they have over 7,000 companies in there from all over the world in proportion to how valuable the stock market in that specific country is Mm -hmm. uh, relative to the world stock market. That kind of fund is probably impossible to go to zero (laughs) because it would mean that, I don't know, the whole world has disappeared. So I don't know, maybe that will happen because of climate change at some point, but (laughs) we won't think about that. You know, so in that case, you've diversified, you've varied your investments in so many things that it's almost impossible for it to go to zero. And over over short periods of time, it could go up and down and it could go up and down by a lot. But yeah. over long periods of time with economic progress and technological progress, it should go upward. No, exactly that. And I guess you, the key word you said, Andrea, is risk. You know, everyone knows there's an element of risk when investing in the stock market. So how can people go about minimizing their investing risk? So one of the best ways is definitely, as Andrea just said, you know, to look at a fund that has that level of diversification. You know, there are funds out there with over 7,000 companies that are in all different sectors, Mm -hmm. in all different countries, all across (laughs) the globe. You know, you can't get more diversified than that. And when you invest in something like that, generally, it's a lot less volatile than investing in individual companies, particularly yeah. if those individual companies are in a, a certain sector. So, for example, I, I really like investing in uh, technology companies, but they are a lot more volatile. And, for example, all tech stocks over the last 12 months have had a horrific time. Mm. And that is reflected in my portfolio. At the <laughs> so it's... It's about understanding your risk tolerance. And sometimes the only way to do that is to, you know, go through volatility and experience volatility and see, almost just see your physical reaction to it, you know, see how it actually makes you feel. Yeah. So I think that tells you more than anything, which is why it can be good to start with smaller amounts while you're just kind of finding your feet and understanding what works for you. But yeah, yeah di- diversification and long time horizons are probably your best friend when it comes to managing risk. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess some of you guys listening might be a little confused by the little jargon Jamie used in terms of funds. So I guess funds are a type of investment you can make that are alternative to your stocks and shares. So index funds, ETFs, they are essentially a collection of companies held into one package, which allows you to have that diversified portfolio, which is diversification, which Jamie touched on. So yeah, like Jamie said, if you can invest in a wide range of different companies rather than, I guess, stock picking. Again, this isn't investing advice, but when it comes to stock picking, that is just picking one company. You may have done research on, but again, obviously all your money is in one investment rather than having a fund or a range of different investments. Your money's split across a number of different investments. I guess loads of people have watched Love Island and they always say, don't put all your eggs in one basket. And that is essentially what you don't want to do when it comes to investing. So yeah, that's one of the key ways you can minimize your investing risk. Exactly, I love it. Any excuse to get a Love Island reference in there. Of course, always, <laughs> but, but, always. But that's exactly it. <laughs> Literally. Exactly, we weren't wasting time every night when we were watching Love Island. We're getting financial <laughs> advice. Exactly, exactly that. Free financial advice, we love to hear it. So I guess before we round up today's episode, do you guys have any final top tips for beginner investors? Yes, I think we've touched on it a little bit. Mm -hmm. But 
I think it's a lot more important to do what's right for you, what's reasonable for you, yeah. rather than what's mathematically optimal. So if you look at stocks in general, or different assets, even like crypto, you could see crazy returns and yeah. think, I want that. And it may well be a good asset to invest in or a great company that will do well in 20 years time. But if you stress over it so much that you can't sleep well at night, you'll probably end up selling it before that 20-year time horizon in which you could have made yeah. a really great gain on it. Mm -hmm. So I think it's much better to invest, for example, in a fund, as, as you suggested, in an index fund, or in something that would give you a lower expected return, but that would enable you to hold for 10, 20, 30 years or even more. And then in that case, you could really benefit from the power of compounding. Yes. Jamie, anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, I mean, that that tip is, yeah, I c c completely agree. I think, <laughs> you know, we learned a lot from a book called The Psychology of Money, which is mm -hmm. a, a brilliant book by a guy called Morgan Housel. And it's something that I certainly wish I read before I started investing. Yeah. Because have, having the mindset you know the long-term mindset the understanding that things will go up and down that is crucial to being able to invest for a, a long period of time i think the psychology of money is a great book that really helps you put everything into perspective and really kind of helps you hone your mindset when it comes to investing so yeah i guess maybe that's one of my top tips is to buy that book <laughs> Uh, we should get commissions um, <laughs> literally <laughs> but but no that that is if you're thinking about investing or new to investing but you're just kind of worried about well all the things there are to be worried about when it comes yeah. to investing that book is great for kind of helping you figure out the right approach and the right mindset Mm -hmm. yeah and no, that's really really good recommendation actually so i'll leave a link in the podcast description we definitely should get permission for this but yes no they are <laughs> really great tips so thank you guys for sharing that i guess another one of mine is kind of adding on what andrea said in terms of doing things that investing in something that feels right for you so you know yes people are investing in the stock market but if it doesn't feel right for you please don't feel pressured to have to do it i do think in this time right now diversifying your income stream is really important so if you can invest I think it could be a great option for you but again you know yourself so if you're someone that maybe doesn't have the risk appetite to invest in the stock market then it's also okay but there's also apps out there now that actually are designed to do all the investing for you so I guess that is another one of my tips take a look at robo investing if that's something that maybe you're not keen on having to do the investing yourself. Again, I can leave recommendations in the podcast description. But yeah, those are really great tips. And hopefully you guys listening have found today's podcast episode helpful. But yeah, thank you guys as well for joining me on the podcast today. Obviously, I've, I've already said, but your content online is amazing. So if there are people that are yet to start their investing journey and could really do with your tips and your content, where can they go to give you guys a follow? So you can find us at Stocks and Savings on Instagram. We share daily money and investing tips. And we also break down complicated topics into easy to understand terms. For example, all the government legislation mm -hmm. and like Bank of <laughs> England decisions and everything. We cover those. And 
we're also going to start a new podcast season at the end of October. So it would be great if you could join us there as well. Amazing. Well, thank you guys, like I said, for joining me on today's podcast episode. I feel like with everything going on in the news at the moment, a lot of people are uncertain whether or not investing is a wise decision. So hopefully you guys have found this podcast episode useful. And as always, if you do decide to start your investing journey, please drop me a message. I always love to hear if you have started or not, because I do believe the whole world should be investing in the stock market. So, yes, thank you so much, guys. And thank you both for joining me. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the All Things Money podcast. For more All Things Money, make sure you follow us on social media, subscribe to the podcast and make sure you tune back in next week.